Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. Hi, everybody. It's Rachel Inouye here. I am so delighted to be with you. Wherever you're joining me from or who you are with, or maybe you're by yourself, I am excited to be here because I used to think that I got speaking engagements or join somebody for a date, but now I really believe that God has divine appointments for me. So I believe you are here and it's no accident. We are going to have a great time together and I can't wait. I've been thinking about this and I've been preparing for this knowing that it'll be exciting. You are wired to hear from God. You are wired to hear from God. So I would love for you to just declare that out loud. I want you to say, I am wired to hear the voice of God. Ready? Say that with me. I am wired to hear the voice of God. Now, I would really like for you to declare it a little bit more like it comes from your soul, you know, like louder. So I'm going to say it. I am wired to hear the voice of God. Say that with me. I am wired to hear the voice of God. You see, you are his masterpiece. He made you and he's always speaking to us. I believe that he is speaking to us in particular ways and in individual ways. And let me just submit this to you. You hear God the way you hear God. It may be different than the way I do. He speaks to you the way you listen, if that makes sense. He's a good father that knows exactly how to get your attention. And he's speaking to us all the time. So we all can hear his voice, and that's an important factor. I want to just give you a little bit of background of how I came to be um, kind of excited about this subject. I was at a conference years ago. I do not know how many it was. And at the time, I was at a seminar for worshipers. And I love to worship God. I love to sing. And it was this worship leader. And she also had us do a time where we sat and listened to God. She had us take out a piece of paper. She had a timer. We just listened. And it was such an exciting experience for me. And afterwards, we got to share. We may do that today. I don't know. We'll see what the Holy Spirit does. But I want to tell you a little bit about my journey, how I began to hear and tune in more to the voice of God, and then share that with you. But let me just pray for a second. Father, I thank you for this time. I just declare uh, that you are God, and I take authority over this space and over the airwaves and over the technology and the person even listening to the sound of my voice or looking. And God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would encounter us and that we would always hear your voice, that if we already hear you, we would hear more often and more deeply. If we don't or we think that we can't, that that would be unplugged in the name of Jesus. And I pray that as we hear from you, you would give us specific things. So just take my mind, God, use me, and I pray that you'd put me on like a glove to I would do what you're asking me to do in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So back to the story about when I um, started listening. I had this blue journal. It was kind of like, it's important to me what the cover looked like. It was a blue journal and it was canvas. So it was cloth and it had threads on it and I loved it and I'd open it up. And I started with journaling, the Lord says my daughter. And then a little ellipses. And I would date it. And I, so I was like excited. I had my pen in my hand, my journal open. The Lord says my love and dot, dot, dot. And I would date it. And then I would just sit. And I'd be like, okay, what's he going to say? And this is what I would get. I love you. So I'd write it down. I love you. And then I'd be like, okay, got anything else? I made you. So I'd write down, I made you. And then I'd sit. Day after day, 
month after month, the thing that I kept getting was, I loved you, I love you, I made you. Sometimes it would be something like, I love you, I made you, just be you. And, and I remember thinking, you got anything else? Like, aren't you going to talk to me and say, like, volumes of things? And then I realized what he wanted me to know more than anything was that he loved me. And that he made me. And that he wanted me to be me. Not somebody else, not some version of me, just be me. The me that he made. And so I began to get more and more excited because I'd go back. And now I want you to know that it's not always brief. Sometimes I feel like God waits and, and makes me wait a little bit. And I focus on Jesus, and I think about him, and I write it down. So this last year, I wrote a book called He Speaks, Hearing the Voice of God Through Journaling. Now, He Speaks, Hearing the Voice of God could be through fill in the blank. He Speaks, Hearing the Voice of God Through Nature. He Speaks, Hearing the Voice of God Through Music. He Speaks, Hearing the Voice of God Through uh, Friends. You know, He Speaks to us in many, many ways. We know in Scripture He Speaks in Dreams open visions and acts. He speaks to us through nature. It says that he is always speaking to us. Even the stars declare the glory of God. The skies pour forth sound. It's his speech, it says. So we know he's speaking. And I want you to know why this became a dear subject for me. It became a dear subject for me because I think I have to debunk a lie that I was taught. And I believe I was taught not overtly, but kind of uh, in passing, but also even in church sometimes. And that was that we can't hear the voice of God unless it's in Scripture. And so let me tell you what happened. I love the Word of God. I memorize the Word of God. I speak the Word of God. I teach the Word of God. I love to quote the Word of God. I love the Word of God. It's like honey from the honeycomb, it says in Scripture. Taste and see that the Lord is good. He is so good, and you don't get to know him unless you get to know his Word. Because it's Jesus. The Word was, is, and is to come. So it's really, really vital that we know the Word of God. And I love the Word of God. And I was preaching one day, or speaking to some people, and I... And I got to speaking about, um, you know, you can take some time and you can listen and you can listen to God and you just settle yourself. And for me, that's really important because I'm like, all the time I got so many things going on in my head that for me to still myself and listen was a big deal. And I love to pray, but I would always talk at God instead of listen. So this was a new aha for me. And I was sharing it with these women. And I just said, you know, sometimes you just need to still yourself and you need to be quiet so that you can hear from God. Because in friendship, you're not the one that's always talking. You let your friend talk to you too, right? So I knew there are times when God was going to want to speak to me and I needed to be quiet and listen. So I was telling this group this, and I'm thankful it wasn't, you know, in the middle, but it was at the end that this this woman approached me and she just... You know, I'm an encouraging words person, so words can be sharper for me. So, But it felt attacky. And she just laid into me that you cannot hear the word of God. You cannot hear God say things. You cannot tell people that. She later sent me website after website. Doesn't matter. The point is I put my learning and listening journal away. I did. For about a, maybe a year, 
I don't know. And in the book I wrote, I put it in the introduction, that I put it away. I was like, okay, well, he doesn't just speak to us on a Friday about anything. He only speaks in the Word. So, and I love the Word of God. I'm telling you, read the Word of God. It's fresh bread for every day. You need it. And it's given me a perspective on my every day. I love the Word of God. But I was dying on the vine, not hearing from the one who created me, not hearing the things he wanted to tell me about me and about my day. And I decided I'm picking this journal back up and I call it my listening journal. So when I wrote He Speaks last year, I wrote He Speaks Hearing the Voice of God Through Journaling, but I also wrote an I'm Listening. And the only reason I did that is because one, I just believe that once people get going, they should have momentum. And instead of stopping, maybe the journal um, would just have, you can buy a journal at Target or Walmart or wherever, but I just have a journal in case you want to keep going because it has blessed me so much. And I grew and I grew and I grew and I became... So excited to hear what he would want to say to me. And I'll tell you one thing. I never wrote down anything that I couldn't back up in Scripture. Now, I I might not be able to hear that exact phrase, but what I mean is I didn't put down anything if it was contrary to his word. And I wouldn't know that unless I had already been in the word. So I need you to know I really believe the word and the Spirit. Those things go together. But he wants to keep it fresh. And so I delight to sit down and listen and write down whatever he's telling me. And you can too. We all can hear the voice of God. So I wanted to kind of debunk the fact that you don't hear today, that he doesn't have fresh words for us, because he does. And I'll let you know, it's it comes sometimes when you don't even Think about it. Maybe you aren't with a journal. Maybe you don't have a pen. Maybe you're not seated. But the voice of God can come like you roll down a window and he just has a thought for you. Maybe somebody comes to your mind and you weren't thinking about them at all. You were driving down the road or doing the dishes or whatever and you get this impression or this thought, I've, I've got to call so-and-so. So you do. You're supposed to check on so-and-so. So you do. And maybe you just start with that. I feel like I'm supposed to check on you. How are you doing? That's because you heard God speak to you about them. So I I, I feel like I've covered that it can come in multiple ways. It can be however you listen, and that's important for you to tap into. But I also want to tell you that there is always an invitation to the voice of God. So I, I guess what I want to share is anticipate that he's going to speak because he does speak. And when you get the invitation... Accept the invitation, and then also, don't ever think that you're disqualified. Yeah, well, God speaks to Rachel, and God speaks to Sally, and God speaks to, you know, my mom, but God doesn't speak to me. That's not true. God speaks to everyone. He declares his divine nature, it says in Romans 1, to everyone so that men are without excuse. He reveals himself in multiple ways, and he's always speaking. We just need to tune in. And it's really exciting to hear what he has to say. So I want for you to understand that there is some things in scripture. So I just want to encourage you that you are not disqualified. God is not mad at you. You know, you maybe don't talk to a friend if you're miffed or mad at them. and Or maybe you, you feel like, well, I'm going to give them radio silence because I don't want to talk to them. Or maybe someone's done that to you, but God doesn't do that. He's not upset with you and mean and mad and will not speak to you. He keeps on loving and speaking to his kids. He's a good father. And he says that my sheep hear my voice. 
So I just want to turn a corner for a second and give you some of the background to why I believe God speaks to us still today and ways in scripture that he was speaking so that you won't have this like overarching thought that's like, well, God speaks, but you'll have some ways and you'll know how it is that you can sense him because it's not always audible. For me, I don't know that I've ever heard like a booming sound of the voice of God. It's an impression. It's my own thought. And I'll tell you how to kind of trust that a little bit so that you don't veer off. I actually had a friend that was telling me, a gentleman actually, in his uh, 50s, mid-50s, and he asked me the other day, he said, I'm just getting download after download as I'm reading your book, He Speaks. But I want to ask you, how do you know whether it's just you and you're writing stuff down or whether it's God? And I said the part about how I don't write down things that are contrary to God's word. I would never do that. He's not going to say, go rob a bank. You're low on money. This is the way. I'm not a God of lack. Go rob a bank. He, would, he wouldn't say those kinds of things. So I, I back it up with, would God say that? Is it his nature? Is it his character? Is it in God's heart? What do I know of God? And then I write it down. But I don't sit there and scrutinize everything before I write it down. And this is what I told him. The longer I've walked with God... The more I've read his word, the more I trust our relationship, the more I think this. It's probably a God thought. It could be a Rachel thought, but it's probably a God thought. But earlier in my walk with God and before I'd really practiced and got excited about listening to him, I would have thought, it's probably a Rachel thought, but it could be a God thought. And in that sense, it was important for me to realize the scale had begun to tip to where I now believe we have the mind of Christ. The Holy Spirit lives in me. So the thoughts I'm thinking when I've surrendered to him are his thoughts as well. He is in me. So I trust it to be probably a God thought. It could be a Rachel thought instead of the reverse. So let me just turn a corner and tell you a few things. I want to read to you from uh, the story about Samuel and Eli, and it is in 1 Samuel chapter 3. And Eli is um, a priest, and Samuel is you know there in his home, and he's been dropped off by his mom, Hannah. And I just want to read to you because it's important for you to understand how God spoke in the Old Testament and then in the New. So this is from chapter 3 of 1 Samuel. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Okay, so that's an important thing. It was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. So Eli's over here, and the lamp of God had not gone out yet. And Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. And then the Lord called Samuel. Okay, so... It hadn't happened before, the Lord called Samuel. He said, here I am. And he ran to Eli and he said, here I am for you called me. But he said, I did not call you. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. And the Lord called again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. But he said, I, I didn't call you, son. Lie down again. So Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. I'm going to read that verse again. It's verse 7. It's really important. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. But what's exciting for us is that now the Spirit of God has already been revealed, and he lives in us, so we can trust it. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he rose and he went to Eli and he said, here I am, you called me. 
And Eli perceived, I love this, took three times, but Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place, and the Lord came and stood, calling as at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak, for your servant hears. And the Lord went on to give Samuel a download that was a hard message that he had to give, even to Eli later. But it's important to know that it was just like, it sounded like Eli to him. It can sound like somebody you know. It can sound like a father figure or this pastor priest figure in his life. It can sound like your own voice. It's a voice that you would trust. And so I would like to uh, read another thing to you. And that is, well, does God really want to talk to me? I've had people say, no, I don't really want to listen because I'm afraid that he's mad at me. And I told you, that's not so. The Lord is gracious and merciful, it says in Psalm 145, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Now, it also says he is good to all and has mercy on all that he has made. So it's not like, you know, the super Christians are going to hear him, but he's not good to those people. No, he's good to all and loving toward all he has made. And he's gracious with you. Okay, I wanted to read another part of the invitation for for you to know that God loves you and he's not mad at you and he wants to speak to you. So Because so often people believe it's for the other person and it's not for them. And I'm talking about a daily hearing from God. A daily knowing that he's speaking to you. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. This is Isaiah 43. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. That's the kind of stuff that I got at the beginning. Those are the kind of words I was hearing. Those are the kind of sentences that I wrote down. A lot of times it was straight scripture. Things that I'd memorized before. Things that I had read. Things I didn't even know that I knew. But they were coming out and I was writing them down. It says, because you are precious in my eyes and honored, I love you. Fear not, for I am with you. Fear not, for I am with you. God speaks to us in his word. And if you don't feel like you hear him, I would suggest you open your Bible and read it aloud. You're hearing the voice of God when you read the word. And you can begin to trust. What does his cadence sound like? What does his heart sound like? How is he posing things that he says to me? How does he decide to tell me something that needs correction? You know, God says that his anger lasts a moment, but his favor a lifetime. So I think even if he needs to tell me something, scripture says that it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. So I just never feel like the voice of God is coming at me. The voice of God, sometimes he'll say, oh, Rachel, I need you. I need you to call that person back. You know what you said that time? And he'll, he'll nudge me. Yes, he can convict. That's his Holy Spirit. But he doesn't condemn because Jesus already took all condemnation. So it's important for you to trust his voice. Here's the invitation. I said anticipate that you hear God. And then accept the invitation. Here's an invitation from Isaiah 55. I just have lots of little things I want to read to you so you understand God already wants this. And I know some of you have done this for years. I'm not trying to say I'm the only one that knows. But it's such an exciting adventure to think the God of the universe invites us. So Isaiah 55 says this, Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. He who has no money, come buy and eat. I love that. You don't have any money, but just come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk and money 
and without money and without price. Why do you spend money for things that which are not bread? And you labor for that which does not satisfy. Listen. Listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourself in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me and hear that your soul may live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I love Isaiah 55. He's basically saying, I speak, so come, come and hear. It says, listen diligently to me. And then it says, incline your ear. That was Samuel saying, speak, Lord, your servant hears. I'm inclining my ear. You know, there are a lot of ruckus sounds. There's a lot of them. But it's important for us to just know that we can incline our ear and hear from God because he is speaking. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel Inouye, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right, back to The Real Deal. I tell audiences sometimes when they're live audiences, take out your cell phone, enter God's number. And it's kind of funny because sometimes people do. They take out their cell phone. And I say it's Jeremiah 33, 3. And, you know, that's not the right amount of numbers with the, with the um, area code first and then three and then four. But I say Jeremiah 33 is God's phone number. It says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and mighty things that you don't already know. I don't know about you, but I don't always know what's ahead. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I, I don't always know what's around the bend. But God says, call to me. I'll answer you and tell you great and mighty things that you don't already know. So it's this conversation that he wants to invite us into because he's always speaking. So for Matthew, I marked in Matthew 11 this invitation because like I said, I want you to anticipate that you do hear from God. And I want you to accept the invitation that he's drawing you into. I believe God is wooing you to his heart. So sometimes we just got to get out of our head and into his heart. And when we do, we trust that he wants to talk to us, that he has things he wants to show us, that he has uh, revelation. He wants to reveal things to us. And he wants us to offload some things so that we can then take his. Here's that swap in Uh, Matthew 11, it says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly of heart, and you will find rest for your soul. And why do I give you that passage? Because sometimes what I heard was just things like, I know what your day looks like, or I know what you have this week. Come to me. Surrender it to me. Let's do this together. Or take my yoke upon me, upon you. Learn from me. It was like straight scripture, but it wasn't. It was like, it was God personalizing the very things he had said because he knows exactly what you're doing and what I'm doing, where we're to go and what will be next because he's God. God always has the right and the wisdom and the power to do whatever he chooses to do and his ways are always right. He's sovereign and he's good. He's for you. He's never against you. He has a good plan for you. And one of the plans is for you to get to know him so you can trust his heart. So that's why I said, get out of your head and trust your your heart. God is always working for you and he's always speaking. He doesn't keep you on radio silence. Let me read from the gospel of John. This is one of my favorite passages. I know you've heard this before, perhaps, but if not, it says in chapter 10, that God is the shepherd and he is a good shepherd, he's telling us. And I don't know, I saw like once on a YouTube video where they had 
these shepherds and they were all there, but they had all the sheep together. Now, I didn't always realize that. They had all the sheep from different flocks together. It's like taking all the grade school kids out to the same playground at the same time, right? I used to teach young kids. I got it. So all of these sheep are around and then one shepherd will step up and he will call his sheep and just the right sheep go with the right shepherd. It's kind of like my students would come when I called because they were in Mrs. Inouye's class, but they wouldn't call when the other teacher, they wouldn't come when the other teacher called. It's kind of like that. And I watched it and I was like, wow, that's so good. That's what it says. It says that he is the one and the sheep hear his voice and he calls them. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. And then it says they only follow him because they know his voice. They've spent time listening, even though they're sheep. And it says they will not follow a stranger. So the other guy could come and say, okay, everybody, let's gather. Or maybe he has a certain call he uses. And those sheep are like, "Mm, that's not his voice. And they won't go. So this is the part that I love that I used in He Speaks. And I always put it when I'm signing it for people. It is John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Do you hear his voice? Do you know him? Because he promises that if you know him, you will follow him. So then you don't have to worry about what are my steps in the Christian life? What should I be doing? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? You will follow him because you know his voice. I'm going to continue on 20, verse 28 of chapter 10 of John. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I just want to camp here for one more second and I have one other verse that I think will help you. So when it comes to the voice of God, I wrote this in the book, but I, I, I need you to hear. The voice of God sounds a certain way. And I want to first unpack what it doesn't sound like. Because if I tell you what it doesn't sound like, I think the uh, comparison will be important for you to understand. The voice of God does not sound like it's tied to your performance or your past. Did you hear that? It's not tied to what you can do. The voice of God is not about performing or striving for him. It's definitely not about your past. The voice of God is not behavior-driven. It's not worried about your behavior. And I know people go, okay, Rachel, that sounds terrible if you ever say God's not sin-conscious. Well, he's not because Jesus took it all. You know, before the foundation of the world, the blood of the lamb was slain and spilt for you. And so it isn't about your behavior or your past or your performance. And it doesn't, it's not a voice that makes you feel inadequate or that you've got to strive. Or it doesn't make you feel hopeless or condemned. That's the voice of the accuser. That's a voice that nails your foot to the floor so you can't go forward. But let me contrast that. The voice of God is about your future. It's about your position in him, not your performance. It's about your inheritance and who he has and what he is for you. It's about your identity and your destiny, not your performance or your behavior. It's a voice of confirmation, not condemnation. I told you earlier that, yeah, we can have conviction. God can correct us. Absolutely. His word corrects us. It's useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting and training. It does all of those things. But God will correct and convict. He does not condemn. There is therefore now no condemnation 
for those who are in Christ Jesus. It's a voice of acceptance. It's a voice of hope. It's a voice of a bright future. It's a voice that's tender, and he calls you, and you can trust it. And the last verse I want to give you is a verse that I think will help you maybe explore a little bit more about just sitting down and listening to God. And it'll help you know. This is a verse from 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It's the second to the last verse, 15 and 16. The spiritual person judges all things, but, he, but is himself to be judged by no one. Verse 16. And who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? The answer to that is rhetorical, but no one. Who has understood the mind of the Lord in order to instruct him? No one. But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. It's important for you to understand that you have the mind of Christ because when you know, then you can trust your thoughts to be the voice of God. So I just want to encourage you that we all can hear from God, all of us. We all can hear from him. And I've heard people say, well, no, you can't hear from God unless you're his kid. Well, I get that. But how did you ever hear from him in order to accept the invitation to uh, be part of the family of God? It says in scripture, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. That's, Efe- uh, sorry, that's Hebrews. And it's important that Hebrews uh, 3.15 is what it is. Let me sure, see if that's correct. Yep. It says that if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as you did in the day of rebellion. In other words, you had to hear the voice of God to respond to him. So he is speaking and he's wooing. He's giving an invitation. And I say anticipate that he's going to be speaking and accept the invitation. Get out of your head and get into his heart because he's for you. He's not against you. His sheep hear his voice. They follow him because he's a good shepherd. He's not a sketchy, sketchy shepherd. He's a good shepherd and he has good plans for you. Lastly, I just want to leave you with a way that my husband communicates to me because I think it'll give you a little bit of a complexion of how different God could um, speak to you. And then I'm going to read one entry out of He Speaks just as a whet your appetite a little bit. So my husband speaks to me. He's a man of few words. I'm a woman of lots of words, so it works out great. But he speaks to me, and when he was wooing me, and during the time that we were dating, and in our early relationship, and even in our long 35-year marriage, he has spoken to me through letters. He used to write me letters all the time in college. He has spoken to me in texts. He has spoken to me in cards. He has spoken to me with roses. He has spoken to me in gifts. He has spoken to me... um, he made a concrete heart and etched our initials in it when we were dating. Here, honey. He has spoke to me. He used to work for Domino's Pizza. He, uh, he spoke to me in a pizza. He put uh, on the round pizza and he displayed the uh, green peppers in such a way that it said, I love you. Okay, why am I going into this? Well, number one, he's a great guy. But the truth is, just open yourself up to all the ways that God could speak to you. Because it's not just one small way. God can speak to you in the night sky. God can speak to you through music. God can speak to you through the sermon. God can speak to you through a friend. God can speak to you through a pizza. My point is, open yourself up to all the ways that God can speak and ask him, Holy Spirit, is this from you? Holy Spirit, is this from you? And if it isn't, you won't follow that voice. So trust, trust that he is speaking to you. You have the mind of Christ. So I just really, I kind of get passionate that we got to debunk that we can't hear unless it was Philippians 2 verse 13. Because God is saying things like, I love you, I made you, be you. He's saying things like, call your neighbor, 
pick up the trash on your walk, Rachel. He says things that I wouldn't find in the book, but I trust his heart to know the ways that he's leading. So I just picked randomly this um, entry in He Speaks, and I, I just want you to know I share my heart, and then I put entries of what has been shared over the years in mine, and then I just typed them out. And after that, I used it as like a devotional. And so I have a scripture to embrace, a question to consider, a prayer, and a declaration. And I just want to give you the flavor. This one I picked because it's short. The Lord says, my love. And I want you to know, at first I wrote, the Lord says, my daughter. And then the longer I was with him, I had to change it. Not because I'm not his daughter, but because I realized it was love. The Lord says, my love. And now I write, the Lord says, beloved And I love the word beloved. We are in the beloved. And I put a period up in the middle where it's B-E dot. Because you're in the beloved, you just get to be loved. So the Lord says, my beloved, do not be afraid. You know, before, uh, before I continue, why don't you just close your eyes and not worry about watching me, but just listen to this coming from God because it's to one of his kids, and I believe he speaks to his kids and would say something similar to you like this. The Lord says, my love, do not be afraid. I am with you. Hope in my unfailing love. I am with you. I delight to show my goodness to you. You are mine. Continue to come into my presence. In my presence, there is fullness of joy, and at my right hand, there are pleasures evermore. The world, the things, the stuff, the people, the praise of man, none of that satisfies. I am the source of everything. I give you this deep peace that you sense today. It's from me. It's not some peace. It is my peace. I am with you, even into old age and gray hairs. I am your God. Bask in my goodness and glory. Reflect me to others. Let my light shine through you. You are my billboard. So that's just entry number 18. And then it would have after that a scripture to embrace, a question to consider, a prayer, and a declaration. These are at the bookstore at Elmbrook. These are on my website. These are on Amazon. I am only stating that because I get excited. I want people to know how much God loves them. I want people to hear his voice of love over them. It'll be unique to you different than me. So this one, the scripture to embrace. Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And we, who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. That's 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18. Here's the question to consider that day. So this is kind of like a devotional if you want to treat it that way. Is there anything blocking me from wanting to come into God's presence today? Is there anything that's blocking you from wanting to come into God's presence today? If you think it's sin, that's already been dealt with. Just confess it to him and say, God, thanks that you already have taken care of that. It's a done deal. It's not about my performance. It's about yours. And I am standing in you righteous. Prayer, God, thank you for that. Thank you that in your presence there's fullness of joy. Help me to continue to come to you to receive it. Thank you that you never leave me and never forget about me. And the declaration I wrote that that day when you could say out loud, today is a good day 
the goodness and mercy of God follows me today. So I would just say that out loud. I would just say, today is a good day. The goodness and mercy of God follows me today. And that's just an example of how it works. So I would like to challenge you, and I know your life is busy, and it can be kind of harried, but I would like to challenge you to pause this video and maybe put on some soaking music or something that's not complicated. For me, I use a guy named Dappy Keys, like happy but D, Dappy Keys. is just piano music. It's on YouTube. The reason I use that is I don't like to hear lyrics because I'm so musical that I'll start singing along, which is not a problem, but when I'm actually just trying to hear it, that's what I do. And, and just write something down. Just trust that you can do this. I did this for my Bible study, and I'm closing, just so you know. I, I did it for my Bible study. We had a prayer time. And so I said, instead of a lesson, this week will be prayer time. And so um, I want for you to just listen. So I had my little speaker, and it was a Zoom Bible study. And, and I had the speaker so I could play some music. And I said, okay, guys, I'm going to give you like five minutes. I want you to write down, the Lord says my love. And they all know that I wrote, he speaks. Some of them have it, some of them don't. doesn't matter. I just wanted to do this exercise. And I kid you not, I got started and I had my little timer set for five minutes and I had my music so they could hear. And I was going to just be overseeing, supervising this time. And God kept talking to me. And he's like, I've got it. I've got her. I've got you. And I was like, what? And he said, I've, I've got it. I've got her. And I've got you. I said, God, I'm trying to run this little time so I can start the timer and, and, and be done with these ladies. And he said, no, I've got it. I've got her and I've got you. So when we all went to share what we heard, this is what I told them. You guys, I didn't think I was going to be listening. But God repeatedly said, I've got her. I've, I've got it. I've got her and I've got you. At the time, it was a situation that I needed to know something with my mom, moving from her home to an assisted living. And I thought, well, maybe that's it. But you know what was interesting? I shared it with the ladies, and five ladies in the next week had something significant and big happen in their life. And I was ready because it involved somebody where I could, I could confidently say, God's got it. God's got her. One lady, it was the, her mom. One lady, it was her daughter. One lady, it was her mother-in-law. One lady, it was um, her daughter who was moving to East Africa to be a missionary. It was just like every time, I was like, I heard as clearly as I can tell you, I've got it, I've got her, I've got you. And so I was glad that that day I just listened to God. So I challenge you to just stop, write in your paper, the Lord says, my love, and take maybe three, four minutes. If you only get I love you, write it down because that's a big deal that the God of the universe loves you. Let me pray for you and just impart whatever. So when you turn the video back on, you'll hear this prayer. Okay, everybody, let me just pray. I believe that whatever we've been given, we should give it away. So I just want to, whatever I carry, I want to give it to you. And I believe God can impart things. Like it said that Paul laid his hands on Timothy and imparted or transferred whatever he had. It's just a way of blessing others. And I just want to bless you today. So maybe as an act of believing something happened, just put your hands out if you feel comfortable, wherever you are. I just want to bless you. And you're just going to receive whatever God wants for you. And that's my closing. So God, I thank you for this individual. I pray in the name of Jesus that whatever I carry from listening to you, from walking with you, from your word, that it's like honey 
from the honeycomb and it is so rich and it is so good and you tell us that we can taste and see that you God are good I just impart that to them right now in Jesus name I pray that their ears would be unstopped that their hearts would be open that they'd get out of their head and into your heart because you love them so release them to hear from you in a more keen way in a new way in a way where they feel safe to explore and I pray that in Jesus name amen thank you all for joining me bye You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace.